From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. I saw a meme earlier this afternoon. Can't wait to be on the river and complaining about 100 degree weather again. I'll settle with being in the air conditioning. <laughs> I, I, can t- I can deal with that. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives his name of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out for the next half hour or so. As uh, you know, I try to sort through this or that. It was a little cranky earlier today um, because it's been so cold here in Indiana the last uh, last week or so. And uh, starting up the car every now and again is a chore. Keep in mind, I've got a garage and I can park this thing inside. This morning, I was getting ready to leave 20 minutes earlier than usual. And the damn thing would not start. Could not start. My wife ended up having to take me to work. And uh, she figured out how to get it all jumped and everything. But, uh, yeah, I I, I was really cranky and grumpy because of it. And um, hats off to her for getting me through it. But, uh, yeah, even with uh, with the garage, it really doesn't provide a lot of um, protection from the elements when the elements get to be as cold as they have been. Uh, just the other day, the ambient temperature in the garage was like 19 degrees, and outdoors it was like three. And then you park it outside, you know, at your uh, your place of business for like eight or so hours. Yeah, I can see how that'd be a little bit of a drain, but I got to work okay. Everything's all right. Uh, and then tomorrow I go out and get a battery. Tomorrow being Friday morning. As I'm recording this Thursday night. All right, divisional rounds uh, coming up this weekend. NFL got a few picks here. Going to go with uh, basically all the home teams: Baltimore, San Fran, Detroit, and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is kind of tricky because Josh Allen. I've seen this guy play some great football, and I've also seen him play well bad football. But we'll see what happens. Do not mortgage your house on anything I said. These are just my predictions. Uh, coming up for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. All right, Hulk Hogan does okay. Uh, legit face turn here. Uh, I guess uh, this was a TMZ story. Got this posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, by the way. Uh, I guess he was uh, on his way home from a dinner, and a car flipped in front of him. He got out and helped the uh, young woman that drove that car out of it. He, he legit saved her, so very good on him. It's kind of funny, though, that he did that because he's wearing his NWO shirt uh, doing that. Of course, that was, that was back in WCW when he was doing the whole heel thing. And here he is, he's doing a solid and uh, helping a young lady out of a dire situation. But uh, kudos to him. He's uh, actually made some good headlines for a change last couple of days. Uh, you know, not, not too long ago. Nobody wanted to touch it with a 10-foot pole, but now uh, he's, he's making heads turn a little bit. This story made me kind of turn my head a little bit. You remember William Hung? She bang! She bang! Yeah, the uh, one of the many rejects of American Idol. Um, I, I guess uh, he's got a job. He's doing okay. But for a while, he was in dire straits. Apparently, he had a gambling problem. He couldn't stop betting on sports, and he got in real deep because of it. His wife left him. And so uh, he's uh, on board with the whole gambling addiction help hotline stuff. Uh, you know, and, and what better way uh, 
to uh, to help somebody than somebody with experience in that realm saying, hey, yeah, you're going to screw up if you do what I did. Um, but uh, kudos to him, William Hong. <laughs> I don't want to even think about what happened to the pants on the ground guy. Um, this kind of funny. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm going back and forth on it, but uh, apparently Madonna had a show not too long ago, uh, Barclays Center out in Brooklyn. Uh, show was supposed to start at like 9. It uh, didn't start until like 11-ish because, well, she was late. She was two, two hours late for her own damn show. Didn't wrap up until 1. So now a couple of her fans are suing Madonna, saying that uh, it interfered with, the, uh, interfered with her ability to do work the next day, go to a day job. Now, on the one hand, I get it. Because you're paying good money, you want to be entertained, you're not getting what you paid for, and uh, very unprofessional of uh, Madonna, right? But on the other hand, kind of del dovetailing to some of that uh, cult of personality that I'm against when it comes to pop stars and the like, you know, these people stuck around for as long as they did. They could have left at any time. I mean... 90 minutes in, I'd be a little pissed too, um, and I would walk out, but they chose to stay. Don't know what I would do um, in this situation, because, quite frankly, I would never buy tickets to go see Madonna. So, this this is a story that bears watching. Uh, one thing that ha is not being watched anymore, and prepare for a little pseudo rant here, um, the Emmys, the... Uh, Ratings got back, uh, I think it was on Fox Network this past Monday. Don't know. Did you watch it? Um, yeah, been a long week. Um, for less than four and a half million people watched the Emmy Awards Monday night. And, you know, you're talking about these TV shows that everybody watched, The Bear and uh, Succession and the like, and uh, only less than four and a half million watched that awards show. Keep in mind, this was a show that was uh, pushed back several months, and yeah, it's up against several things. But it's down 25% from where it was la uh, two years ago when it hit a low. So this is the new low. Less than 4.5 million people watch this thing compared to Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Monday Night Football, Playoff Football. Just a little under 29 million people watched that. So uh, about 7 to 1 there. And, you know, two television markets, Philly and Tampa. Not everybody that was watching this game is a Buccaneers fan or an Eagles fan. There's a lot of Eagles fans that would deny being a fan of this team right now because they, they, they crap the bed spectacularly. But more people would rather watch football than these three-hour hand jobs. And this is my rant. You need to stop televising these damn things because nobody's watching them. You're handing out awards to things that people don't watch, generally speaking. And with with streaming shows and cable shows and all that, yeah, it's they're just not the pop culture phenomenon they once were. The Oscars, the Grammys, the Emmys. Nobody ever watched the Tonys. Stop airing them. Stop flogging yourself. Nobody gives a shit about your political message. Nobody cares about any of these shows. Stop watching it. Maybe I'm a little bitter because I am a fan of uh, Better Call Saul, uh, which is a great, with six seasons. I'm uh, not claiming that this thing was a big ratings getter. 
not quite uh, the pop culture phenom that uh, Breaking Bad was, but if there's an analogy, for better call Saul, it's the Godfather 2 to the uh, Breaking Bad's The Godfather. One complements the other. 53 Emmy nominations in its six seasons of existence, not a single trophy. Not one for Bob Odenkirk, not one for Rhea Seahorn, not one for Michael McKeon, not a one. And I kept thinking back to what uh, David Chase said uh, not too long about how the golden age of television is dead and how you have to dumb things down. A lot of shows, for lack of a better term, are, well, they're woke. They're, they're shows that rather would preach to you than actually put you in an uncomfortable situation. And things aren't quite as black and white. Things aren't necessarily as gray. People do bad things and there's consequences. People do try to do the right thing and there's consequences. People do nothing and there's consequences. Um, There's just not that intrigue. And I felt that there was that intrigue with Better Call Saul. And it just wasn't the darling of the Emmys that a lot of these other shows were. Which is uh, pretty sad. By the way, uh, Kevin Hart recently said that he has no interest in hosting award shows. And that it's a hard gig. And I think he saw Joe Coy's performance at the Golden Globes and how snuffy and snotty and all that that the uh, the room he was playing to was. And keep in mind, Kevin Hart was canceled not too long ago. He was about 10 years back. They, uh, they wanted him to host the Oscars. And because of a tweet about a dollhouse joke he made and uh, how that was perceived to be anti-gay, uh, he was uh, he's prohibited. He was... Uh, get from hosting the Oscars. You know, it, it's it's a hard thing. You can't be funny because funny means provocative and nobody wants to be made uncomfortable in those rooms. They just don't. They There's a big bubble in that town. Big bubble. Uh, speaking of numbers, uh, She-Hulk Season 2, not happening for Disney+. Plus. Um, I saw this story. I guess they um, went over budget Season 1. Uh, they spent $225 million, and that was the problem with the other uh, Disney Plus shows, um, like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Loki Season 2, um, what else, uh, Secret War, or Secret Invasion, not Secret War, like these Disney shows, they, they kept going over budget thinking, hey, we're going to bring in all these eyeballs, they're commercial flops, No, it, somebody was telling me that this was a commercially successful show, She-Hulk, if it was commercially successful, they would have made money. Commerce. Commercial. If it was successful, it would have brought in money. It didn't. They lost money. They treat these things like big blockbuster movies. But the thing about big blockbuster movies is you can make them and bring in a buttload of people to watch them. And all that money that's paid goes to that movie. Comes from that movie. There's no evidence that these shows are bringing in new eyeballs to Disney+. Plus. That's the problem. And so, She-Hulk Season 2, probably not going to happen. I don't think anybody's losing sleep over that. But that's, again, the problem with streaming. Alright, there's a... This is not a new rock feud, but it's taken a weird-ass turn. David Lee Roth uh, was on a podcast recently, and he was talking about Sammy Hagar... And I guess uh, Sammy Hagar has said in the past that as a teenager he had an alien abduction. Or maybe not an alien abduction, but he claims that he had an alien encounter as a youth. 
David Lee Roth is now saying chances are Sammy Hagar had a sexual probe from one of these aliens, and he knows personally, David Lee Roth, that when you're kidnapped, you, you're probed sexually by aliens. I don't know how it came about this information. Um, doubt Google was involved. And uh, he, he started talking about how Sammy Hagar just, you know, has been spewing vile diarrhea about him. And, like, David Lee Roth said some really weird shit. I'm trying to make... I'm trying to make sense of this metaphor he dropped. He says, you know, man, when you take a popsicle and you jam it in your cassette machine and then you try to salvage the parts, but you can't make it work because, you know, your popsicle broke your tape machine, that's Sammy. That's how he's been. I'm starting to think that uh, it wasn't Sammy that was sexually probed by an alien. But then again, I, I'm going into this a little based because I think David Lee Roth might be a tad bit nuts, just a tad. All right, uh, I want to be serious here, kind of. Um, I really haven't talked much about this. I've seen this last couple of weeks. It's funny that this thing has taken shape after Christmas. But I guess that you have to have a reason to go to the store and beat each other up. Um, these new Stanley cups, these new Stanley Starbucks cups, they're the pink ones that everybody has to have to drink their beverage or they're not cool. And you see the viral videos of people like, you know, bashing each other's brains out to get these cups or something. Um, there is a TikTok video of this mom talking about how uh, before uh, her daughter went back to school, winter break, she bought her a drinking cup, a knockoff brand. And her daughter came home upset because, well, it wasn't the Stanley Cups that all her friends had. And she was visibly upset. So, the lesson that the mom took was, well, I need to do better as a mom, and um, she bought her the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the, she she says that this is, you know, it's just, that that's how it is. You know, peer pressure and everything, and, it, and this is not how it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you love your kids, but you don't buy them everything you want, they want. That's not how that works. Uh, when I was um, in 8th grade, uh, keep in mind I'm 6'4", I wear a size 15 foot shoe now, size 15 shoe. Um, my dad is 5'7", five, 5'8", five, so I was about his height in middle school. Dad's a little shorter than me. And so I wore my dad's hand-me-downs because we didn't have money. We didn't have a lot of cash, so I was wearing these beat-up old Air Jordans that he would wear to um, basketball. Uh, Friday night, and uh, I got picked on because they weren't the latest and greatest. All these other kids around me were wearing $100 sneakers, and I felt bad. Dad didn't go out and buy me the $100 sneakers. That just was not in the cards. Uh, that's peer pressure, and um, it's uh, a slavish devotion to materialism. I'm not anti-capitalist, by the way. I, if, if I want something and I can afford it, I'll go out and buy it. That's how that works. But um, I, I posted this on the Facebook page, and a woman says, this is the society we live in now, and I would do anything to make my kids happy, even if it means I t buy a knockoff brand for myself so they can get the better ones. No, that's not the lesson you should be teaching them. <clears throat> the lesson you should be teaching them is don't give in to peer pressure and appreciate the things you have. I mean, this knockoff cup doesn't keep her drink any less cold. And if uh, next week Stanley Cups are out of uh, 
out of vogue and there's a new drinking cup. I didn't know that there was a drinking cup war, by the way. But it's 2024, so nothing surprises me. So let's say there's a new drinking cup and all the girls go out and get them. Do you stop and get your daughter another one? There, there's a limit. Financially, there should be a limit to show how much you love your kids. You love them infinitely with your heart. And you would do anything within reason. My thinking here is you don't break the bank and you don't get them everything you want because they grow up with an unrealistic expectation that they should have everything they want. The reality is no one ever gets what they really want. Now, if you have a Stanley Cup, a Starbucks Stanley Cup, pink cup, my argument's not with you necessarily, as long as you didn't bash somebody's head in to get it. If you like it, that's cool. But only because if you like it. I don't know. I just, peer pressure, this seems to be the wrong lesson to take away from this story. You can't get your kids everything they want. And believe me, I have no problem telling my kids, no, you can't get this now. So you have to set um, uh, standards. And there's there's some things worth fighting for. Um, way before Deadspin decided to attack that nine-year-old kid uh, at the Kansas City Chiefs game for wearing, uh, you know, Indian war paint, call, saying he was wearing blackface. Turned out the kid was Native American. I hope his parents do sue. Uh, there are parents in California suing a uh, school uh, for booting their kid, suspending their kid for two days because they thought he wore blackface to a football game. And it turned out he was wearing the uh, uh, the face um, markings, the, uh, the eyeline garb that uh, football players wear when they go out on the field. He wore that in the stands. And uh, nobody said boo to him about it until a week later when the principal called him into the office. See, the suspension happened a week later. There's a lot of hand-wringing behind the scenes. Suspension happened a week later, two days, because you have to feel good about stuff. So this kid showing school spirit, going out, watching a sport, was singled out by this principal who had to send a message. Why don't the parents send a, send a message? This is, this is bullshit. Um, a kid should not be suspended. And it's like they didn't even ask the kid, hey, what's with all the black markings on your face? It's just, A, you're suspended because we care. This is getting out of hand. Uh, speaking of out of hand, we got a couple more stories here in California. Uh, Fat Burger, big restaurant out in California. Uh, they are having to uh, raise menu prices. They're having to um, do away with some paid time off. And they're having to cut hours of their employees because of a new law in California that says the minimum wage has to be 20 bucks an hour. You know, they're increasing the cost to run an, a restaurant by saying, hey, we care more about the, the employees starting out uh, at minimum wage. You have to pay them more. So now the employees are going to make less, theoretically, because they're going to be working less hours. And they're not going to have the benefits that they had. And the customer gets to pay for all this. The unintended consequences of a law. But at least the politicians can campaign and say, hey, I did that, and no one will question it because, well, why would why would anybody in the media press them on something like raising minimum wage? What could go wrong, why, right? Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. But uh, there's about 10 more minutes of this. Also in California, as I promised, um, Southern California police and Target are having trouble 
nailing down a guy who's done a little shoplifting from that store. He's a serial shoplifter, and he's lifted some pretty big ticket items. He has uh, stolen a mere $39,000 worth of shrinkage. Walked out the door $39,000 worth of materials at different targets around the area. There's, there's no stopping this guy with loss prevention. And you only know that they're just going to keep locking up more shit from uh, law-abiding customers. $39,000 worth of stuff. This guy's just walking out of there with it. Makes you feel good about things. Speaking of feeling good, COVID's working, uh, or COVID's going to become more deadly if uh, China has a say in it. According to this study that, or this report actually, that is on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, uh, COVID being tested on again in Chinese labs, and they found a way to make it deadlier in humanized uh, mice with a fatality rate of 100%. Um, basically, this is like very lethal flu. Uh, no, it hasn't leaked out yet, but it's just comforting to know that they're working on that. Um, even if even if it made the jump to humans and uh, it wasn't a 100% fatality, uh, this could be like another Spanish flu if it did get out. Spanish flu... Uh, as, as bad as things were with COVID, not as bad as previous pandemics, uh, things I've read. Uh, and the fact that this thing accidentally got out of a Chinese lab, which happened, okay, we all know it did. Um, if this got out, this would be terrible, but, uh, you know, no blame will be laid on them. Uh, by the way, COVID money, just to show you the graph that goes on with your government, Barbara Streisand's production company, Got about $200,000 or something like that from the government. Got to write it off. And one of her employees for this um, production company she got cash for uh, does the gardening and landscaping around her house. So your tax dollars made Barbara's yard look a lot better. And I'm sure that doesn't make you cringe at all thinking about it. Okay, uh, and the thing is, too, Barbara Streisand, uh, even during COVID, doesn't strike me as the type of person that would have left the house to begin with. I don't even think she leaves the house now. She's She she has her palace, and apparently she's worth hundreds of millions of dollars for some odd reason. All right, so it's been cold uh, here in the Midwest uh, this past week in Chicago. Uh, there's been a, a, a pandemic of sorts. An epidemic of sorts of Tesla's not starting their batteries, their electric cars not working in winter weather. That's kind of a bitch. I just got done telling you not too long ago that uh, my car, which is a gas guzzler, its battery died. So in these um, very cold times where just it, the winter beats the hell out of your car, how is it a good idea to go to electric? Uh, you're not going to have enough charging stations. And even if you did, are you going to get these damn things to turn over? And, and by the way, you know, I was talking with my wife about the, the cost of a new car battery because um, this one is way overdue that we have. It's probably going to cost us maybe $100, $200. Don't know. You have any idea how much of a, a battery costs for an electric car? It's not really selling itself right now is what I'm getting at here. And uh, they're having trouble getting some of these things to start up in um, 
<laughs> Chicago. Good Lord. Uh, PETA, uh, they're, they, they have no idea how animals work at all. Uh, they just go out and protest anything animal-related. If you own an animal, if you look at an animal, they're, they're coming for you. Um, this is linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Apparently, there's a video going around about them protesting uh, how you get wool for your sweaters, for your clothes. And, and, and to PETA's credit, they do know that wool comes from sheep. That's about it. They think, according to uh, their demonstration, that the way you get wool off of a lamb is you slaughter it and dismember it. And you cut it up to pieces, and that's how you get the wool off. They've never heard of a little thing called an electric razor. That's that's tip. I mean, I'm a city boy, man. I've I've grown up in India all my life, and I know this crap. Uh, you know, <laughs> you just yeah, you you shave the lamb, uh, the sheep or whatever, let them go off for a few months. They grow it back, and then you do it all over again. That's how you get the wool <laughs> for the sweaters. And these idiots that claim they know more about animals than you don't even know that. It's amazing. Um, and and somehow people keep donating money to them. It, it's obviously not going to education because these guys don't know what they're talking about. But uh, F me if it's not entertaining. And pretty much it is. All right. Um, so this man in India... This happened earlier this week. Um, in, I, I keep forgetting that India is a fairly big country. I mean, uh, this guy was on a flight in country uh, an hour and a half, and a little bit after takeoff, he goes to the bathroom to you know take care of business and whatnot. He gets stuck in the toilet. Like, they can't get him out until he, they land. So this guy is riding this pet plane for an hour in the toilet, uh, I think the flight attendants are slipping them notes like, say, hey, man, don't panic, don't panic. You're going to be okay. And here he is sitting in a tight-ass toilet. Um, and I'm not sure what uh, air traffic is like in India. All I know is uh, the guy obviously didn't fly Alaska Airlines because the toilet didn't fall out of the plane. Good Lord. I mean, it, the, these stories, you know, just like the cold weather doesn't sell me on the electric car, these stories do not sell me on flying. And again... The more I think about it, John Madden had it right. I need like a travel RV. I need a travel bus because I, there's just no way I'm doing that. I'm 6'4". I couldn't imagine being stuck in a toilet in an airplane for any duration of time. Uh, it just sucks sometimes sitting uh, shotgun in the car if I'm uh, riding with somebody. Plane? No thank you. At least the car can stretch your feet. And uh, finally, I cut it a little short because... Well, I just don't have the voice for it, and I apologize. Uh, good news is the weather will be warm next week. I don't know. This story, I get I get how kids can be crazy and not know what they want in life. And um, I don't know if this is as big a problem as people are saying, uh, as this lawmaker is making it out to be. Although it is intriguing, and if somebody, if if a kid came to class dressed like this, yeah, I would, I definitely would send him home. Uh, this Republican lawmaker in Oklahoma has introduced a bill that would ban furries from school. Basically, but here's the kicker: if the kid gets caught dressing up as a giant squirrel, 
or giant badger or whatever the hell the, uh, the furry culture's into. Uh, he would get sent home and the parents would have to pick him or her up, right? However, if the parents are unable to pick said kid up, that's where animal control gets involved. They would, The bill would have school districts call animal control to pick up uh, you know, the, the kid badger, the kid squirrel, take them to their facilities, and I don't know what would happen. Um, use your imagination. I could see this getting out of hand, but I, I tell you one thing, uh, I would definitely be there for uh, for the tasering. I mean, yeah, why would you go to school dressed up? I really didn't like dressing up to go to school to begin with, let alone wearing some team mascot to class. Furry. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know, you really want to teach him a lesson. You go the Bob Barker route when you take him to animal control. Less said, the better. All right, for, uh, for that, it's all said and done. Until next time. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.